This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. After the holidays, a little cash goes a long way. The Chime checking account has tons of benefits to help, like fee-free overdraft up to $200 for eligible members, no monthly fees, and thousands of fee-free ATMs. You can even get paid up to two days early with direct deposit. Sign up for Chime today at chime.com slash goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Access to direct deposits up to two days early depends on the timing of the submission of the payment file from the payer. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you every morning at 8am UK time. Thank you so much as always for joining me and making this a part of your morning routines. I hope you're doing good. I hope you're doing well. Please, indeed, if you haven't done so already, drop a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel on our way to the Emirates Stadium capacity of subscribers this year. Thank you so much for the continued support on the channel. Um, And Front Row says it's so bloody dark. It is, isn't it? It's very dark outside. Still, we need light. We need the daytime back as we move into these spring months. Uh, Still a couple of months of of winter remaining, of course. And uh, yes, but... uh, There are worse things in the world, of course, going on right now. My thoughts are certainly with those if you are watching the show from Japan, currently dealing with the disaster of the earthquake and uh, subsequent tsunami as well. My thoughts go out to any listeners that are indeed affected by um, the events going on out in the east. Um, But good morning to those joining us live today and good afternoon, good evening, wherever you happen to be, of course, in the world. Jose, Pika, who, Bernie, Matt G, A1, Barry, Damien, Old Dave, Tom, Jimbo, Mike. We've got uh, Jacob. We've got uh, Abdullahi. Uh, we've got uh, Paul. We've got Chima. Um, we've got another Paul. We've got Pam, uh, Kaiser, Temi, Stevie. Thank you so much, guys and girls, for tuning in. It is very much appreciated. Thank you so much for doing so. Uh, let's jump into today's story, shall we? Suggestions across social media yesterday, led by Connor Hum, um, suggesting that Arsenal are expected to wear. There are no more red shirts once again uh, in the FA Cup third round. Uh, this is, of course, the movement, the um, the attempt to try and raise awareness for knife crime um, in London as well. And uh, we know that this is something that Arsenal have been uh, doing for the last couple of seasons uh we have a 50 percent win record at the moment of course the first time we wore it away at nottingham forest we sadly were not successful um but we did win the second time uh, when we faced oxford in the fa cup last season people quickly forget i saw 
in response to a number of these tweets about the shirt that, oh, we always lose in this shirt. We've actually only lost one game. Uh, we won the other game uh, relatively comfortably as well. Yeah, it's somehow known as, I guess, as, as Temi says here, the shirt of doom. Um, I, I really don't know why um, that that's happened. I mean, if you wore a shirt against a certain team one time, we might lose. Like the green shirt this season has not been particularly great for us. Of course, we lost to Lawns. We recently lost to Fulham wearing that green away shirt as well. I don't see anyone else calling that shirt the the shirt of doom. But uh, yeah, just one loss and one win. Suddenly, this shirt is being uh, tarnished, if you like. Which I think, considering the message behind it is a little bit of a shame because the uh, the movement that it's designed to bring awareness to is is very very good indeed uh, moving forwards and uh l'equipe are suggesting that Nantes the Liga side want to terminate Marquinhos's loan move in January now I'm not aware of any kind of um recall clause uh, involved from an Arsenal side of things and typically when that is the case the clubs need to come to an agreement about the termination of a deal. Now, Arsenal, of course, would have expected a loan fee for Marquinhos when they um, saw uh, him join the French side on loan for the rest of the season. Now, not may choose to waive the rest of that fee in order to move Marquinhos back to Arsenal. Whether or not we then see him move to another club for the rest of the season remains to be seen. But it has to be said that his time playing with initially Norwich, of course, last season and now Nantes, this season has not gone particularly well. He was involved in the Pan America Games for Brazil's under-23s on their way to um, play a success in that tournament. And he was involved in, in nearly all, if not all, of those games as well, where he impressed. But on the senior stage, it seems where Marquinhos is, is finding some struggles. And it seems now that he will have to be looking elsewhere for another club to take him on this winter, if indeed Arsenal want to sanction that move, unless they see a potential future for him in the youth side for the rest of the season. Moving into other potential exits, the second person at Arsenal on the move could be Mohamed Elneny. Uh, the Mail and other outlets are suggesting that Arsenal's longest-serving player at the club currently, uh, Mohamed Elneny, could be on a verge of an Arsenal exit to Turkey. A number of proposals have been made to the Egyptian international who has currently joined his country for the African Cup of Nations through the course of January and into February, if indeed Egypt are that successful. Um, but there are a number of suggestions that he could leave before that tournament comes to a close. And if indeed one of those Turkish sides comes to an agreement with Arsenal over either a fee or just a deal with the player, that that could lead to him leaving the club during the winter transfer window. You'd be hopeful of a small transfer fee, but he only does have six months left on his deal and he has indeed faced still a number of serious injury problems. He's an important member of the squad, despite the fact that he's not been playing too much. It is always said how important Elneny's presence is around the squad and that experience cannot be necessarily valued in a specific way. And he has a priceless contribution to make to this team, despite what some fans might have you believe. But uh, yes, Mohamed Elneny may indeed be moving on in this window. Moving to potential incomings, and Alex Crook of TalkSport has suggested that Amadou Anana is a player that Arsenal fans may want to keep an eye on during this window. Of course, we are set to hear in the next couple of weeks the results of the latest monitoring of the profit and sustainability rule outcome. Teams, of course, are measured over a course of a three-year period. And uh, we know that the last three to four-year period, which was extended due to the impact of the pandemic between the years 
of 2019 through to 2022, um, with the 2020 and 2021 years being averaged across a single year. Um, the Everton, despite their points deduction, are still very much in the crosshairs and could face further sanctions as well as Nottingham Forest, another side that could also be facing some scrutiny from these profit and sustainability outcomes. And with that said, uh, Everton may need to raise some funds and that could be done through the sale of Amadou Anana, who we know was of interest to Arsenal. Um, specifically when he was at Lille and Arsenal had an interest in the player in France. So they may indeed, according to Alex Crook, want to uh, continue that monitoring and may look to pick up an opportunity if indeed that does emerge. And our headline story of the day, uh, AFC Amden on social media, an account which has been credited with plenty of accurate uh, reporting around the club with some very good connections, um, suggested that Curtis Jones uh, is of a, uh, I suppose, Mikel Arteta, a big fan of the player and that a move in the summer could be potentially on the cards. Now, Curtis Jones, I think, is a, a really good central midfielder. He's not going to be, I think, in the minds of Arsenal fans, a player that they will be overawed by, but a player that is currently starting and, and playing plenty of minutes for a Liverpool team that is clear at the top of the Premier League table is nothing to be sniffed at, it is worth pointing out. I have my question marks about this link. I have my question marks that uh, he, who is a, of course, uh, Liverpool youth graduate, would switch Liverpool for Arsenal. And certainly plenty of Liverpool fans in response to this news raise the same point. But certainly a box-to-box midfielder is what Arsenal and Mikel Arteta are interested in. Adding some depth and quality to the midfield is, is what they want to do. Um, whether or not Curtis Jones turns out to be that player, I guess we will have to wait and see. But if you've got any question marks about the player, just know that Curtis Jones is a better option than Amadou Anana is. That's for sure. And there's very, very, there's plenty of evidence to suggest that that would be the case. Um, it's just not a favourable name, I don't think, amongst Arsenal fans, but uh, certainly not someone to turn your nose up at. That is for sure. Right, we're going to move to part two now and your questions right after this. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right then, uh, let's jump into the chat box and um, go through as many of your questions as we can. Before we do, though, if you haven't yet dropped a like on the video, please make sure you do. Please help us out with a like on the video. That would be very much appreciated. Right, um, let's go to Sam, who says that's because that green shirt was awful before we kicked a ball going back, of course, to the stories surrounding the no more red kit that will be worn supposedly on our third round FA Cup draw with Liverpool. Um, but Sam's not a fan of that green kit. I think it's great. I love the green kit, but it's not been too good for us this season. Um, Dan says Arteta should go, uh, should better go back double pivot. All the teams will collapse with this single pivot system. Is it right that Arsenal go back to a double pivot? I have been in favour of seeing Jorginho come back into the team to bring some stability to the Arsenal midfield, and I think that that would indeed be a better option 
for us. Um, God Speedy Sick says uh, Anana is a destroyer that could potentially elevate Rice to a more attacking role. Not sure if it will work, though. Anana is a good player. There's no doubt about that and has done well since moving to the Premier League. I think he would cost a very, very significant transfer fee if that is the case. But um, that is what players cost. Uh, that is that is what it takes to get some players through the door. I don't see that happening in January, however. I just don't think Arsenal will have the funds unless, of course, we can um, we can find that uh, that specific amount of money through a potential sale. And mine says, I've seen a couple of outlets suggesting a recall for Tierney. Um, let's have a quick look if we can find those specific Outlets, the Daily Express says Arsenal could recall Lone Star problems stack up for Mikel Arteta. Um, let's see if we can find a specific part about Tierney in the article. Arsenal could decide to recall left-back Kieran Tierney from his loan spell of Real Sociedad after Alexander Zinchenko was ruled out. The North London has suffered a miserable run of form over the festive period and has lost three of their last five matches. Um, Tierney made the move to Spain last summer in an effort to get his career back on track. Um, no suggestion here in the article that there is a recall clause. I'm just double checking, triple checking, quadruple checking. Um, yes, the recall that's the question mark, you know, that we don't know. Sometimes Arsenal don't have recall clauses in players' deals. I've certainly heard speaking to people close to the club that neither of Tavares or Laconga, for instance have a specific recall clause in those loan deals. Now, if you want to bring back a player that is on loan that doesn't have a recall clause, what you need to do is come to an agreement with that club. Of course, you've paid or been paid a loan fee. You may have to waive a portion or even sometimes all of that loan fee to cut that loan short. You have to come to an agreement with the club. Sociedad have absolutely no reason, unless there is a recall clause in that deal, to accept uh, an agreement and could decide to keep um, Tini at the club until the end of the season. I have said a number of times the only reason why I would bring Tini back is in, in an utter emergency. And now we have seen Tommy Asu is returning. Um, he has now gone off, of course, the Asia Cup. He will not be involved in the game against Liverpool. Tommy Asu has already left for that, but will be back, of course, in February. Zinchenko's injury, we were told, was a slight calf issue um we don't know how serious that is but we were told it was a slight calf we have Kivior, of course who i imagine will probably again start the game against liverpool unless zinchenko has recovered by this time um but i don't think that there is an emergency yet to bring back kieran tierney of course who has struggled in this arteta system when he's been asked to play that specific <clears throat> so i don't think that there is yet uh, a emergency situation emerging from this as we speak um jack says west ham are reportedly interested in nelson as well we've heard that from ex west ham united employee on social media that nelson has indeed got interest from west ham we talked to this about this a little bit yesterday um i saw a number of suggestions that arsenal could get 30 million pounds for reese nelson that is ludicrously high um arsenal should be expecting probably between 12 to 15 million pounds for reese nelson i know a number of people aren't very happy uh with me specifically talking about um talking about the idea of of reese nelson or any other arsenal player for that matter being less than they might expect uh, some people seem to think and are obsessed with the fact that i have an influence over how much arsenal might get for arsenal players i can assure you that i don't um, and that I'm typically, I feel relatively accurate 
when it comes to kind of looking at um, specific deals. Static says Lewis Hall can go for almost 30 million. We shouldn't less for, settle for less than 25 million. Again, this is a massive misconception. It should be pointed out that Lewis Hall has joined Newcastle on loan. Um, there is a buy option, of course, in that deal. That option includes uh, a move which could be um, uh, £28 million with £7 million in add-ons. Uh, that obligation to buy has clauses involved in it, to my understanding. So uh, it's not definite that he will join um, Newcastle for that figure. There's been suggestions as well that Chelsea could look to come to an agreement with Newcastle over recalling um, Lewis Hall because of the lack of minutes that he's actually got involved in that deal. That's just my understanding of things that have been going on recently. Um, but uh, that has gone quiet over the last few weeks. He is also a very, very different player to Reese Nelson. First off, of course, Nelson is 24 years of age. Lewis Hall is much, much younger. He's been playing in England's under-21s for quite a significant amount of time um, and has got a hell of a lot of more potential. He's been playing a hell of a lot more football for Chelsea at that age. Whereas for Arsenal, Nelson has not been playing anywhere close to the amount of football that would be needed to command a figure of around £30 million. So suggestions that Arsenal should be looking to compare the price tag of the clause involved in Lewis Hall's loan deal are ridiculous. Quite ridiculous, in fact, because it's just a completely separate situation. So no, sorry, you can't expect 30 million quid just because that's what Lewis Hall has gone for. It doesn't work that way. Plus you need, of course, a Newcastle who have got the money to be involved in that, interested in the player as well. Um, let's go to Temi who says, if Rian Brewster went for 25 million... It's this again, isn't it? Like Rian Brewster had played on, had gone on loan to, I think it was Swansea, let me just get the let me the hundred percent check that. Rian Brewster went on loan to Swansea in the championship, and I think played pretty much every single game for them. And not only that, but had a fantastic season. Let me see if I can find the specific season that went on loan to Swansea. Uh that was, by the way, a number of years ago. I'm looking at 1920. Is this the season? It is indeed. So he went on loan to Swansea. Well, he had a really good year. He scored 10 league goals in 20 league games for Swansea. He came back and in the following season, uh, if I just check this, he then moved to Sheffield United in a deal that was, I think, a record for that club. Um, it's it's completely different. Like He's played significantly more amount of minutes more regularly. He's scored goals on a really consistent basis for Swansea on loan. And then Sheffield United have come in, who, of course, were promoted from the championship, where they witnessed him do really well in that league and decided to buy him. Nelson isn't worth as much as what Rian Brewster was then. I'm sorry to, to burst your bubble, guys, um, but he's not. Rian Brewster was also, I think, something like four years younger, maybe more, than Nelson is right now. When that move happened, Nelson is now 24 and is not playing. So to expect 30 million quid, I'm sorry, but you're living on a different stratosphere. You really are. Uh, Maximia says, Tom, we allowed Oxlade-Chamberlain to leave for Liverpool. Can we not consider a possibility to buy Curtis Jones? It's, it's a possibility, Maximius, without a doubt. I just have my doubts about whether or not Curtis Jones would take that switch. Of course, he, Oxlade-Chamberlain was looking for an exit. He was also a Liverpool fan, which does help. Um, as well. So they, he was looking for a move away from Arsenal. Uh, Curtis Jones, I've heard nothing suggesting he's looking for a move away. There's been suggestions that he he likes the idea of moving south, maybe. I think AFC Amden included that in his tweets. But um, yeah, I, 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 
I still struggle to see that 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 would happen, but maybe it is. I'm not entirely close to that idea. Alani says, uh, as a fan, I don't really look at how much the team makes in sales or how it purchases. My only interest is in what we achieve. The wins, my opinion, won't influence any change about the purchases and sales. And I think that's a fair way of looking at it. Judge Arsenal on their record. Judge Arsenal on what they've done. And what we've seen Arsenal do is rise from... 11th in the league when Arteta took over to a title challenge and then this year of course the hopes of a successive title challenge which up until the last couple of games at least every pretty much everybody included us in that bracket and I think there's been a few question marks of since then um Tohan says we only sign crumbs yes 105 million pounds crumbs uh Paul says not the mental Arteta out people who seem to be out in force after a couple of bad games it's what happens you have to expect that it's, it's what happens. A couple of bad results. You get the reverse Homer Simpson meme of the uh, Arteta out. As it's, it's what happens. And by the way, like this isn't an Arteta in quote-unquote channel. This is just a channel that looks at things objectively. Um, I think there are people that nail themselves to the post of a mass of where their stance is. You must be in a camp. You must have a view. You must be in one side or the other. You can't even be on the fence. You're not allowed to be on the fence. Uh, I'm here to tell you that you certainly are. Um, you can sit on the fence as long as you like <laughs> with anything. Uh, Sophie, so good to see you in the chat box, my friend. Please give plenty of love to her in the chat box. I'd play Saka at left back if we were in an injury crisis. Might jumpstart his mojo again. Woof. It's a left field pick. Saka at left back. I can't say I'm on the same train as you there, Sophie, with that one. Um, I, I just think we need to find a way of utilising him better. I'd, I'd be directing him to play more interiorly, if that's even a word. Um, and to try and avoid getting pushed out so far wide right. That's that's the way forwards. Um, yeah, just don't complain about splinters, says Damien, if you are going to sit on the fence. Um, Guna Lad says, I think Arsenal agree deals for Ramsdale, Eddie, Nelson and Smith-Rowe for what they think they're worth. Top dollar. I just hope they're flexible with the price tag. Um Exactly. You're only as valuable as the market dictates. If someone, in, if no one is willing to offer you 30 million for Reese Nelson, there might be a very good reason for that. And look, if Reese Nelson ends up going for 30 million quid, I will sit there with my hands aloft apologizing to you that I got that wrong. But the summer, I told you that I thought Balogun would go for around 30 to 35 million pounds. And for those that watch the show across the course of the summer transfer, we know we'll be able to attest to that fact that I said he would go for about 30 to 35 million pounds. And what did he go for? Well, he went for a fee, which in, with add-ons included, reaches 30 to 35 million pounds. So it's, I feel as though I'm pretty good when it comes to judging uh, the amount that players will eventually leave for. Um, of course, I think we did really well. We got that 21 and a half million pounds for Granite Xhaka. Of course, we sold uh, players relatively well, you know, 10 million for uh, for uh, Matt Turner, I think it was, to go to Sheffield, uh, Sheffield United to uh, Nottingham Forest. I, I don't think uh, is that bad of a deal either at all. But of course, we can talk about the wider context of the goalkeepers as well. Austin Trusty, we got about five million quid, four or five million quid for him. Pablo Marie, we got about four million quid for him. Sasha Dad paid us just over a million pounds of a loan fee. We got about one million for Rob Holding, just over a million in a loan fee from Forrest for Nuno Tavares. And that all added up to about 60 million pounds in the summer um, we got for our players. We spent more than we've ever spent before in a transfer window, of course. 200 million pounds was spent on Rice, Havertz, Timber, 
and of course Raya and the loan fee associated with that deal as well. Um, we need this time moving forwards is we've got Nelson, we've got Nketiah, we've got Smithrow, we've got Ramsdale. These are all sellable assets. And I think if you were to sell those four, you should be looking at get around a hundred million pounds. You know, really, you look at Nketiah, Ramsdale, Smithrow, at least 90 million I'd be wanting from those three. And then Nelson, you're looking at 10 to 15 million pounds for him. So I'd be looking to get over a hundred million from selling those four players, perhaps slightly more. Um, but uh, especially for Ramsdale, you know, we bought him for 30 million. I think he's worth more than that now, a little bit more, maybe 35 to 40 million pounds for Aaron Ramsdale. Um, we should be looking to try and get as much as possible for those players. Um, there is an argument, of course, that Arteta has tanked the value of some of those. Unfortunately, it's been a criticism of, of mine. Um, it's been a criticism that I think that Ramsdale should have had more minutes this season. I think Smith Rowe should have had more minutes when he's he's been fit. We should have been playing him when he was fit. Um, and of course, Reese Nelson, I don't think necessarily you can argue you could be getting more minutes, maybe. But there you go. Uh, Maya says, I asked you for Cole Palmer at the start of the season. You said 25 million and he went for 40. Did he? Did I say 25 million pounds? I you, Feel free to find me the video, Maya. I don't remember that. Um, but I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just asking you to go and find me the video um, where I said 25 million pounds for Cole Palmer. By the way, Man City got a very good price. What I would say is that, of course, Chelsea were the team that bought it. We've said time and time again that it depends upon the, the team that comes in for the... The player that changes the price tag. I would. I was surprised to see Chelsea come in for Cole Palmer, um, and they would have had to pay a significantly higher fee than other clubs. That's also worth pointing out. Whereas West Ham come in for Cole Palmer, it's a different price. You know, Harry Maguire I think was being quoted at around thirty million pounds for for West Ham, but uh, he wasn't willing to leave. So. Uh, that changed that situation. But may I please go back and find that and leave a comment with the the link to the show where I said that because I personally don't remember that disagreement. Um, Maximir says, Tom will be without Tommy. Uh, Liverpool are without Salah and Endo. Looking at their midfield, do we have a better chance in the FA Cup? Also, who in your opinion plays left back for us then? Wait, we might not have a choice. I think Kivior might be the only fit available one that we can use. And uh, that shows you the crisis that we've had in those fullback positions you could argue we could switch the formation up a bit go to a back three play with wing backs like Sacra Martinelli in the wing back areas bring um some additional midfielders in play two up top if you want Kai Havertz and Jesus maybe you could change it that way but I think I'd be very surprised to see us go to a back three against a Liverpool team that are going to rip us apart in the wide areas even without Salah so yeah that's one to keep an eye on um Patrick says there's no need to sell Ramsdale I wish that were true but the reality of the situation is, Patrick, whilst I agree that right now Raya has not done enough to convince me that he uh, should start for Arsenal over Ramsdale, the reality of the situation is that Ramsdale is um, is not going to be used. He's not being used. And so because of that, we've got a very valuable asset sitting on the bench, losing value every single week, gradually. And it's probably within Arsenal's interest if Arteta doesn't want to use him to sell him. So that's the only way that I can look at it, you know, and that's that's where we're at. I don't agree with the goalkeeping situation right now. I don't agree with the situation that we've created for ourselves. I think it's a, it was a situation we didn't need to create. I don't think Raya is significantly better than Ramsdale to suggest that we should have created this situation. I think that there is evidence that he's perhaps slightly a slight improvement, maybe, but 
over the course of this season, what we've seen, no matter what the stats might say from his time at Brentford, what we've seen this season is not necessarily enough to convince me that it was the right choice. If you're going to upgrade a position, great. But goalkeeper is different. And if you're going to upgrade the goalkeeper, you better make darn sure that the player that you're bringing in is a significant upgrade on the player that you've already got in net. You know, Ramsdale was a significant upgrade on Leno. You know, when Leno, when we moved on from Leno, we got in a goalkeeper in Ramsdale that was as good as a goalkeeper as he was. But not only that, but we added the distribution side to Ramsdale that we didn't have with Leno. Leno's distribution was not on a level that we needed. We needed some a goalkeeper that was effectively like an extra outfield player. And we got that with Ramsdale. With Raya, Raya is seemingly slightly more disciplined in terms of his um, attachment to what Arteta wants from a goalkeeper. He's willing to take risks in terms of his passing to stick with what he wants. Whereas Ramsdale sometimes goes longer sooner. Um, he's not willing to take those same risks. But I haven't seen enough to suggest to me that Ramsdale should have been replaced by Raya. There's there's not been enough of that. Um, so there you go. Stephen Carr says, Curtis Jones is an Arsenal fan. Interesting. I can't verify that information, but Stephen says he is an Arsenal fan. Well, there you go. Um, Sophie says, Ramsdale's contribution has been completely underestimated by Mikel. He brought an element of energy to the back line and a little housery uh, that was needed in this team. Um, and I don't disagree. I think he has underestimated the impact of what this has done to maybe beyond the, the, the field. Ramsdale's camaraderie, his character. Um, I think that is something that maybe has been underestimated when we've lost it. Um, and there was rumors circulating yesterday. You may have saw social media rumors about, trading methods um i'm not going to talk about it in detail because i can't get it verified publicly um but there was some rumors circulating yesterday you may have seen but i i can't verify those at the moment um dan says i couldn't even understand why we keep changing keepers and wasting money as if this is the most important position meanwhile there are other important positions and i think this is a fair criticism you know we signed a player in raya who has not necessarily improved that role could we have instead signed a player on loan with an option to buy at 30-odd million quid that could have added another winger, another midfielder, another defender. And that's not Enedu, by the way. Edu has done the deal that has done the deal brilliantly. You know, if anything, Edu deserves a lot of credit for the, for the Raya deal because getting Raya on loan with an option to buy got Arteta the player he clearly wanted. So credit to Edu for getting that deal done in the smart way that he did. The decision to sign Raya, of course, comes down to Arteta. That's where the finger gets pointed for that one. Um, Var Connor says uh, Raya and Rams are the same level. So to be patient until God came to collect his or her own. <laughs> I don't really understand that comment. Fair enough. Uh, Barry says, hi, Tom. What's your thoughts on more women officiating in the men's game? Maybe less biased. Um, I don't know why the sex, sex segregation would cause greater bias. I don't know. But the more the merrier, Barry, to be honest. You know, it's, it's, it's about time. We need to give greater opportunities to people because then in the long term, it has the bigger impact on improving quality. People talk about box ticking and doing things for the sake of it. But what they don't understand is what you're doing is you're widening the pool of people that you are giving opportunities to, which gives you a better chance of increasing the quality in the long term. And that should be encouraged. Uh, Amira says, Tom, Katie, etc. had to adapt their styles to suit Arteta's. Eddie doesn't play like Jesus, but Arteta still picks him. Do you think Arteta actually wants Eddie to play that way? 
Um, it is obviously slightly different in style to Jesus. I think that the centre forward is not necessarily as specific in character as the left back role clearly is. I think there's a lot more specificity about specifically the reason why we play a certain way with the left. I say left back in quotation marks. Centre forward is a bit different. Um, you can have different types of centre forwards to give you different options uh, for certain games, whereas the strategy, the philosophy dictates what type of fullback you need on the left hand side. Um, Tierney was given time to adapt and sadly didn't when he played. It wasn't as effective as what Zinchenko was. And it was no, there was, was a clear reason why we suffered a bit when Tierney was there and when Zinchenko wasn't last season. So I think that certainly played into the club's thoughts. Um, Obez says uh, we signed Raya because Turner insisted on leaving for regular football and we were sure that Copper America selection in the summer. Well, Copper America, I don't think is the right tournament, is it? It would be the, it would, wouldn't it be the, uh, the Concacaf um, tournament uh, or the Nations League, the Concacaf Nations League as well. But I don't think the, it's not the Copper America, is it? I think that's the South American tournament. Um, Mr. Feather says, Tom, I think our biggest problem this season is our fullbacks offensively and defensively. I think there has definitely been question marks about our fullbacks this season. I think we've obviously tried to address those problems that were there last season with. Jurian Timber and sadly um, that player that we signed that looked very very promising and could have transformed what we've done in those fullback areas has not been available to us. Um, Mayer says can we have Tavares back? I heard there was an issue with his playing time. We can. There is uh, a way in which we can get him back. You can come to an agreement with Forrest. There is no recall clause in that deal to my understanding um, but you can come to an agreement um, with uh, Forrest over cancelling that deal. But, I, I mean, I, I'm not saying that we should do that. I don't think Tavares is fit to lace Kivior's boots as a left-back personally. <laughs> but, but, you know, uh, it was a deal that we did to try and bring depth and it's certainly not worked out. He's had his own problems off the field, I think, at Marseille um, and has been left out numerous times by Steve Cooper. I don't know how it's going to change on the Nuno. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Um TJR says, Inyaki Kana is Arsenal's goalkeeping coach. Frankly, not someone who is paid as a talent evaluator if he was not a great track record. I mean, there were suggestions that he was involved in the Alex Runison signing. Of course, I'd imagine he was consulted for the David Raya deal as well. Um, I can't say that there's enough evidence yet to suggest that as a talent identifier, it's gone particularly well in that regard. But certainly Aaron Ramsdale, we can all agree, has been treated, I, I don't think, fairly uh in this situation i certainly don't think that he has um let's go to steal your face who says there's no world cup qualifying since they're hosting so they're trying to get games before the world cup understand that yeah so the world cup being hosted in mexico uh, america and canada um they don't need to qualify for it so they're just getting game time uh, he may have insisted to leave matt turner he may have been uh keen on leaving uh to get more minutes of course but that didn't mean that Arsenal were forced into signing. It, was, it didn't actually mean Arsenal were forced into selling him either. They had a decision. He's under contract. They didn't have to sell him. Um, I, I just think that when it comes to the idea of the idea of bringing in Raya, it wasn't it wasn't a move that that changing it changed things at all. So it hasn't changed things enough. Um, let's go to Kish, who says, read the striker situation, uh, would look to see if we could do something with Newcastle for Isak in the summer. Absolutely no chance. Don't see that happening. I don't know why uh, Newcastle would ever let um, him go. 
Uh, LMS says sending Tierney on loan after Timber got a long-term injury was ridiculous. Um, of course, we did have Kivior and Zinchenko still here, Tommy Asu as well. The depth was there. We've just sadly lost players. I don't think it was ridiculous to send Tierney on loan. And I think he certainly pushed for that himself as well. And I think that, you know, it came down to the fact that we had Tommy Asu and Kivior and Zinchenko. He was the fourth choice left back. So I can't say it's ridiculous to send your fourth choice left back on loan um, at all, to be honest. But uh, it obviously has come to hurt us. Lee says we should have kept Martinez. Maybe. Maybe. I personally rate Ramsdale as a higher goalkeeper than, than Martinez, personally. Um, not the biggest fan of, of Martinez. And I think that if I was to choose between Ramsdale and Martinez for the overall player, for their on and off field um, profile, it's it's Ramsdale all the way. Uh, Wise Onion says our fullbacks inverting role is the problem, not the fullbacks per se. They need to support our wingers to create space for Saka and Martinelli, making them less predictable and more dynamic. Well, I do think with the difference between us and City, like if you look at City and they play with inverted fullbacks as well, unless Carl Walker's playing, but even then on the left-hand side, Ake can invert, Vardio inverts, and when on the right-hand side, Akanji can even invert. John Stones, of course, inverts as well. But they don't have what I would describe as wingers. Um, when Bernardo Silva plays, when Alvarez plays, when Grealish plays, when Foden plays, these aren't wingers. You know, Saka and Martinelli are wingers. And maybe it's the inverted nature of what we're trying to do doesn't suit the wingers that we have. Um, maybe it isn't working as much as we would want it to. Um, so maybe that's certainly a point worth raising. Um Alex says, nah, Arteta wouldn't want Martinez after winning the World Cup. I feel he'd have too much of an ego. I mean, we've had players with egos. I, I don't think it's an ego thing. The whole Aubameyang thing when he said Arteta can't handle big characters, I just took the word big characters being a bit irritated, <laughs> to be honest. I don't think it's about that. Arteta can certainly handle big egos, but I do think Arteta is facing the biggest challenge dressing room-wise that he's ever faced this season as he's made some really tough calls and made some big calls with Ramsdale being one of them, a very well-liked player in the dressing room. I think he's got a big, big challenge now in regards to, um, you know, carrying out this 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 situation. Um, Fuad says, which player slash players is from last season has disappointed you the most so far? I think Martinelli's had the biggest drop-off of all the players in the team. I think he's probably been the most underwhelming um, player this season to go from how many goals he scored last year to this season. I think Martinelli is probably the one I look to the most uh, of them all. Ben White, I have sympathy for because, of course, he's had that injury and he's been carrying a knee injury for quite some time. So I have to have that context as well. Uh, Alani says, Tom, have you noticed um, that our slow type of play really makes our wingers suffer? Saka and Martinelli are overmarked by two to three players because they catch up with our attack. Look at how Liverpool are attacking. They attack with speed and power and pace and urgency and we lack that urgency we really do um is that because of the fullbacks i don't know um i think there's certainly something i saw a, an amazing skit you may have seen it on your socials of people recreating ben white overlapping bakaya saka um you gotta laugh at a good joke sometimes um but yeah i, I think that um there's certainly something to be said about the fullback areas. It's why I'm keen, and I've said I said this in the summer. I was keen on signing Jeremy Frimpong in the summer, and I'm keen on us signing a, a fullback that adds a bit more speed and overlapping traditionality, um, but can also uh, for the right hand side in particular, our left hand side. I like the inversion on the left, but I think on the right hand side, Saka needs someone that's a little bit more traditional um, than, than perhaps Ben White is. But 
we'll see if that turns out to be a fullback that we we end up looking at. Uh, Grantley Poo says the speed of transition is the difference this year to last. With our wingers, you need movement. One touch passing and midfielders bursting to get into the box is room for improvement. Uh, Mad Hayes says if you ruin the dressing room, you ruin the football on the pitch. And this is what Arteta has done. I, I, I don't agree with you, Mad Hayes. He's not ruined the dressing room at all. Uh, he certainly created some questions and there is some challenges and there's some question marks but to suggest that he's ruined the dressing room is just incorrect at this stage and far too extreme to say at this stage uh Tizer says uh hi tom i saw on a show um that you like patrick schick but looking at his stats he's only had one good season in germany also believe rice and havertz have slowed our play down um patrick schick is a player that has unfortunately suffered with a couple of injuries that of course have had a detrimental impact on his capacity to to play consistently it's always good to look at his goals per minute um when he can stay fit he's really good and i know that fans are a bit scared about injuries and things like that but I'm so sick of worrying about injuries right now. It's like the bottom of my list of things to even worry about because it doesn't matter if you've got a perfect injury record before coming to Arsenal. It seems that you will get injured. Um, so, yeah, certainly look at Patrick Schick's goal per minute ratio. It's, it's very, very good. Um, and he's back fit now. And he came back in the first game. He came back, I think, for, for Bayer Leverkusen. He scored a hat-trick in this season. So, just keep an eye on that. Uh, Abez says, Tom, I know you're not a fan of Tony, um, but having watched him play as a number 10 in the 21-22 and a number 9 in 22-23, he has all the skills, touch and vision to play the false nine with a conversion rate of 25.64%. Um, I've talked about Tony to the nth degree. I don't think I need to go anymore. <laughs> I just think we should look to get someone better and someone that's worth the money and Tony is not worth £100 million. Pounds, so, and it's not going to happen either. Uh, Damien says he's not ruined the dressing room, but I do think there is a divide. I think there's some cracks. Um, it'd be probably be fair to say, I think that's been caused by the Ramsdale goalkeeper situation. Um, but, uh, yeah, to, to suggest we are at the point where the, the dressing room has gone would be kind of crazy, uh, at this stage. Uh, Chun Ho says, I think the six in our system is critical for our attacking pattern. They need to have a good passing range and breaking of lines. That's why our attack isn't as fluid as last season without Partey. I saw a stat yesterday. Um, let me see if I can find it. Uh, Declan Rice has made more progressive passes this season with 184 than any other player in Europe's top five leagues. So despite the fact that we suggest that we're without Partey, we're struggling, let's not forget that Declan Rice's progressive passing has been good. And remember in the summer, a lot of things that people told me were that Declan Rice doesn't pass. He's progressive. His progression comes through his dribbling and his movement rather than his actual passing. But those stats are unequivocal. Now, I think there is something to be said about when those passes are played and where those passes are being played. I think we are playing them into the wide areas um, more significantly. I need to look at some of the statistical comparisons between the type of passing that we get from Partey and Rice. But those that are saying that progressive passes, which are through balls, by the way, the passes that are being moved forward into those wide areas progressively, um, it's about trying to find where we are seeing a difference. Um, but to suggest that Rice's passing isn't good enough is, is again, statistically and evidently incorrect. It's the type of passing and where those passing... Um, positions come from that's what we need we are definitely missing Partey there's no doubt in our minds about that Partey is being missed and I wanted to see um, Partey and Rice play together I think that was going to be a great foundation to to, to see what we might see but uh, Rice has been our best player this season there isn't too much doubt about that but we have missed Partey um, 
Tizer says players have to step up and stop sulking when they're dropped. See what the manager wants from you and look to improve your game rather than thinking that you're owed a place in the team. And I understand that. But I do think that there is also an argument that some players have been completely professional. And Ramsdale is one of those players. And we've seen mistakes from Raya and they've not necessarily been held against him and he's continued to play. I think he could have been used in the Champions League Ramsdale more often. I think he could have been given more minutes that way. And I don't. I also think it would have helped his value to continue to remain at a higher level than it, it has fallen to today as well. Um, let's go to... Oh, this is a horrible comment, but I'm going to read it out. Mr. Feather says, Rice is never the issue. He's been playing two different roles to cover for the useless Kai Havertz. We need Partey. That's the Kai Havertz, by the way, that won us the game at Brentford that got us the equaliser, of course, against Luton Town, which led to that winning goal from Declan Rice. It's the guy that scored the winning goal against Brighton and took all the pressure off against one of the most high-scoring teams in the Premier League. It's the player that won the November Player of the Month and is up for one of the nominees for the Player of the Month for December as well. But just remember, that's the useless, according to Mr. Feather, I have it. Um, Avanash says, quite honestly, we could bring in players in January, but will Arteta use them? He just doesn't trust the squad all that much, even though most of it are just his players. Um, no, we could bring in players in January, yes. And the only players that we bring in are players that Arteta, you would think, wants. Um, it's a situation which finds itself restricted by the profit and sustainability rules. We have to sell to buy. That's not a criticism of the club. I don't want to see people turning around and saying, why do we have to sell to buy? Surely Cronky could just put his hands in his pockets. No, that's not how it works. Um, it doesn't work that way. And that's why Everton are currently facing uh, the scrutiny they are on, why Forest are cr currently facing the scrutiny they are on, why, of course, um, Manchester City are currently under investigation, as are Chelsea, for their alleged breaches. So um, it, it's worth, it's worth, doing it um <laughs> mr Ruff says bruv great start to a comment bruv please he is useless <laughs> i can't believe you're backing him it's i mean we look at what we've brought we look at what he's doing i can't believe you're backing him i'm assuming mr feather you're an arsenal fan right i'm just i'm just i'm i'm, <laughs> I'm going out on a ledge here i'm going out on a real ledge here and i'm guessing that you're an arsenal fan i as a fellow arsenal fan are being laughed at because I'm backing an Arsenal player. Crazy. You might, it's crazy, isn't it? Imagine, imagine that a fellow Arsenal supporter laughing at another Arsenal supporter for supporting an Arsenal player. Crazy. I know crazy. It seems, but that is the world that we live in here in 2023. People you are laughed at for supporting, backing and hoping that one of your players succeeds. Yes. Yes. I'm sure. I mean, I've, I've come to learn that arguing with people on social media is, uh, whilst fun at times, sometimes a little bit silly, and sometimes they turn out to be like 12 years old, which I sense this one might be. Adam says, given the last two goals caused by the mix up in defence in the box, West Ham United and Fulham, uh, is it a bit much to ask whether the players have trust issues with Raya rather than Ramsdale? Trust issues, I don't know, because like in the last few games, despite this conversation about Raya, I haven't been talking about Raya making mistakes. Raya saved a penalty against West Ham, remember? I can't blame him for the goals that we conceded against West Ham or Fulham. They were defensive issues. Um, I don't look at him at all. So, yeah, it's... it's. Old Dave says, Tom's patience is legendary. Trust me, you build up something of a thick skin. I also love... I, I, I'm, a, I'm a serial blocker. I'm a serial muter. I think that take control of who you want in your in your circles, you know, you don't owe anyone anything. If you want to keep people in a circle, if you want to give them a chance, give them a chance, you know. Um, 
if you want to block them, block them. You know, it doesn't always solve the problem, but you're entitled to choose your path and do whatever you want to do with it. So if you want to, if you want to block, block. <laughs> you know, that's what I say to people. Just feel free. People say it gives them the satisfaction. I don't necessarily care if it does because it means they're not going to be able to interact with me anymore. Um, I say that some go the extra mile and try and go a little bit further, even after I've blocked them, which is kind of sad. But that's a story for another day. Uh, Thomas says, "Morning, Tom. Hope you're well. Is there any chance of getting Fafana? There's a chance. I'm just not hopeful that it's it's going to happen." Um, Jacques and my cousin says, use data, not emotions. If you think something's obviously wrong in your eyes, then finding evidence should be easy, right? That's certainly what I subscribe to. Um, I, I just think that, uh, you know, I, I just think that it's, um, it's difficult sometimes to convince people that what they're seeing is not always what's actually happening. So I always defer to stats. I always ask for evidence to be backing up points of view. And when people say it's just what I've seen, I'm not necessarily going to take that. And it's not going to change my mind. You know, I need to see evidence. And that's 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 the thing. Mr. Fever has replied by saying, Tom, I'm not trolling or trying to be rude. I'm just having a conversation with you the, uh, and the chat. If we can't do that, then I don't know. Well, let me play out this this scenario for you. I, I know we're in the world of social media here where apparently the rules are different. They're not for me. If I'm having a conversation, as you say, that we're having with someone, imagine I'm having a conversation with you about a player and I say, well, Kai Havertz has still come a long way. He's, he's contributed this season. Imagine if we were in person and you just started laughing in my face. Do you think that's not rude? So if you're saying try not to be rude, well, maybe that previous comment that you left should be reread and reconsidered. Um, I'm not blocking you yet. Uh, but uh, I appreciate the uh, the U-turn. Uh, Jonathan says, let's all calm down people and support our club. And this is the main thing. This is what it comes down to. You want Arsenal to win. As soon as you don't want Arsenal to win, unless there is an incredibly rare circumstance where us not winning stops Spurs from winning a title, that's the only time I will give it to you. But the bottom line is that you want us to win. This is our football club. We want our players to do well. Back them. As soon as you stop backing a player... Stop backing a manager. What backing means is, it's very simple. It's, it's very, very simple. To back someone is to support them. And as a fan, that's what you do. If you stop backing them, you're not supporting them and you're not being what a fan is. That's, by the way, not saying that you can't be critical. That's not saying you can't have an opinion. But when those players step onto that field, as a fan, you unequivocally back them. That's how it works. That's what supporters do. Then when the game is finished, and you want to have a conversation about a player and say, I'm not so sure about Havertz. I think maybe we could have spent that money differently. I think maybe we could have brought someone else in. I have my concerns about what Havertz is doing. I have my concerns about Raya. I have my concerns about Zinchenko. That's fine. You can do that. I have no issue with that. I'm happy to have conversations. I have those conversations. But to say that you don't back somebody as soon as they put on that red and white shirt, it's just not, it's just not the behavior of what a supporter or a fan is. The word is the clue is in the name. You know, the clue is in the name is a supporter. And never, ever lets anyone tell you that, you know, because you come from a different country or you travel as a tourist fan, which is one of the worst claims, that you're not a supporter and you're just a fan. Because trust me, if you love that red and white and, and you want us to succeed, you're a fan no matter where you are from, no matter where you live, no matter what your occupation is. That's all you need to do. It's the bottom line. You've got to back your players, back your team, hope they succeed. You can be critical, you can criticise, you can scrutinise as long as you've got a good reason for it and backing of it. But yeah, it's kind of mad to think that you have anyone sitting there saying, I'm not backing him anymore. What is that? Okay, cool. Go, go, 
go do something else. <laughs> you know, it's, it's mad to say that you'd stop backing an Arsenal player. What type of fan are you? Uh, Amos says, you don't win player of the moment from contribute um, as the highest goal scorer if you're useless. Uh, he's one of our highest goal scorers is, is Kai Havertz this season. Scored more than Martinelli. Are we stopping backing Martinelli now? Havertz has contributed more this season. Havertz has been better this season than Martinelli has, I think, for me. He's contributed more. You know, I think obviously that, that goal against Man City is huge for Martinelli, of course, but I'd say Martinelli's had a worse season than Havertz. Um, and I think that's evident by what the points Havertz has won for us have been. Um, let's go to... Boom, 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 boom. Uh, old Dave says, my biggest concern with Kai is his wages. I think he's growing into a role with the team, but I don't see him close to the best player. Of course, wages are made up of bonuses and the, the, the foundation wage. I'd say to people, don't get bogged down with the wages situation right now, especially for a player that is is being is starting games. You know, Arteta's trusting him. It's the players that aren't starting that are on big wages that, that are more of a concern. It's the Cedrics of this world, you know, that we need to be concerned about more than the Havertz's of this world in regards to their wage bracket. Um, Sam says, do you think that we can just shuffle stuff around a bit um, and buy a natural left back like uh, and move Jesus to the right wing, Havertz to striker and Zinni to A. I, I, it's a lot of movement, Sam. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, I, I really don't think it's going to happen. Uh, Var says, Var Connor says, forget Arteta in this season. We need to start thinking about other options. <laughs> There's always an Arteta out of somewhere. If you just dig down the back of the sofa, you'll find an Arteta out of somewhere. You know, even in the most... TGT looking sofa, you'll be able to find one in a corner somewhere spouting meaningless nonsense. <laughs> Barry says, don't care what he's done at Chelsea. He's not my club. <laughs> not my club. Exactly. Every spot on Barry. You know, it doesn't matter what he's done. It's about what he does here. It's what he's doing here. And what he's done here is win us some really important points and be a really important player at times for us this season. It's not always. And I've been talking about the concerns that I had at the start of the season, but he has been improving, seriously improving. It's not about what he's done at Chelsea. It's about what he does here. That's what matters. And what he's doing here is improving and contributing and giving us some significant boost to our points pa uh, points packet. Now, against, against West Ham, we missed him. And against Fulham, he, like everyone else in that field, wasn't great. So we need to find some improvements. Um, Avanash says, while I'm not Arteta out, he is making his fair share of errors. And that has never, ever, ever, ever been up for debate. He has made errors. And we've talked about those errors. The mistake that people make is that they think that you have to be on one side or the other. It's either Arsenal fans are obsessed with labels. Like we love a label at Arsenal. You have to be Arsene Wenger in AKB or Wob. Which one are you? Are you, are you a Wenger out brigade or you're an arson knows best? What are you? People are obsessed with labels. You have to be attached to a team. You need to be in a clan. You know, it's, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous that we have to sit here in this society and have to have labels and everything. Just have an opinion, guys. Just have a change. What's the point of having a mind if you can't change it? You know, it's, it's that comment earlier in the, in the thing. I think Maya put it up saying, Tom, you said this here and you're saying this here. That's because I have a mind and I can change it. You know, something I said six months ago may not matter now. You know, why judge people on things they've said years and years ago about an opinion? You're saying, well, you said that years ago and you don't think that now. Great. Fair play to you. You changed your mind. You saw sense. You know, you saw evidence. You saw new data. You saw new matches. You saw new uh, viewings. And you thought, actually, no, I don't think that anymore. And I've changed my mind. You should be 
you know, <laughs> props to you for doing that. It's it's never a case of standing by something. So there you go. Anyway, thank you so much, guys, for listening. We're going to bring an end to the show there. It's been a bit of a longer one today. I want to do more of these shows a bit longer. I want to try and get to our hour uh, bracket if we can most mornings. But it's been an absolute pleasure to speak with you. Um, do drop a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. And, uh, yeah, I'll be back, of course, tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. to have more chats, more comments, and more discussions around this beautiful football club. I'll see you again very soon. Stay safe, stay well, stay happy, and as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.